Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Five Star Movie Podcast, a podcast from two guys who are planning to rob the Federal Reserve and who sometimes watch movies. I am Ryan Hurley, and I'm here as always with my esteemed co-host, a Celtics fan. I reserve the right to be a fan of wherever Marquette alum Marcus Howard falls in the draft tonight. I hope he gets picked. But Sam Wolfcool, proud Marquette alum, who already blocked Marquette from ever calling me again to ask for money, is here. <laughs> I guess I should have just announced you as a as a Marquette fan. That would have been more accurate. I'm a actually. Can I reserve the right to go with the team wherever Nico Mannion goes? Love him. <laughs> you know what? You got it, man. I'm not gonna. I love. I'm not Knock it down. I love me the little redhead for Arizona jacking up bad shots down like 10 with four minutes to go. It's what you love to see on a basketball court, truly. Hi, how are you doing? Have you been watching any good movies lately? I've been doing well. Um, this this week has been a good week as far as just like I feel I feel good about where I'm at on the Oscar movies. So I've kind of been watching some other random stuff. Uh, so like yesterday I watched the dead don't die that, uh, zombie movie from last year, um, with Bill Murray and Adam driver. It's a fun little movie. I was, I think I liked it better watching it at home just cause it's kind of like a fun hang, you know, like in the, in the movie theater, it kind of seems like very low stakes, but then, uh, like something about it at home was just kind of perfect. Like it's kind of quirky and funny and goofy. Pretty short, and then I also watched Thunder Road, which is uh, the directorial debut of a guy named Jim Cummings, who also acts in it. He had a, he had another movie come out this year called The Wolf of Snow Hollow, which uh, was not as good as Thunder Road. So I thought I'd highlight Thunder Road instead. But uh, that's just on Prime right now, uh, and that's kind of a that's a good one to just go in and and chill with for a while too. Yeah, I saw you watch both of those. I'm always checking Letterbox. It's probably my by far my most watched, um, my most checked. Uh, what's it called? What is it called? App. App. Social media <laughs> doesn't have stories on it yet, though. I need to get some Letterbox stories. That's true. Like I need to, I need to be able to, like you know, post that I have watched something or, or like a meme or something like that. You know, that'd be hilarious. Just like me watching a movie. Like love this film. <laughs> Yeah, like, here we go, Thunder Road. That sounds like a good movie, though. I don't think I've ever seen any Jim Cummings movies, but I've, like, I've heard and seen that name before. Yeah, he's he's sort of like an interesting guy. Like, he kind of got some traction uh, for from his short that was the same name called Thunder Road, and then he made it into a, he, he made it into a, um, a feature-length film. And uh, he's kind of like a new age, like independent movie success story because he kind of just he basically just kind of like took files of it around and, and showed it where he could and like streamed it to PVOD and got it into festivals. And, and like that's kind of how it gained traction. I, I think the funniest thing is like um, I like him enough as a director, but I think after watching The Wolf of Snow Hollow, I'm kind of like maybe don't act in your third movie (laughs) i've you know i just learned that i've seen him act in a movie my beloved film 13 cameras oh 
I I believe was, he plays the friend to the husband. Was he good in it? Did you did you enjoy him in it? Uh, that movie's really bad. So I don't <laughs> so know. I didn't really enjoy anybody in that movie. But that movie they made a sequel, and I'm hoping they make it into a trilogy. I wonder if he'll be in the was was he in the sequel or no, did he die? No, ah, uh, he might have died. Um, I don't know. The sequel <laughs> only the main creepy guy with all the cameras made it to the sequel. So this um this this poster for thirteen cameras is something else. Yeah, it's a weird movie. I don't I don't know why we watched it, but um, fourteen <laughs> cameras uh gets a little weirder than thirteen cameras. <laughs> 14 cameras. Is that really the title of the sequel? (laughs) (laughs) I love that they did that. (laughs) The movie, like, it pissed me off because, like, every once in a while, they would, like, show you, like, the view of the guy, like, looking into the cameras at the people, but then it would just go back to, like, a normal movie camera, and I was like, you just gotta lean fully into this whole, like, camera thing. You you just gotta, there's a little bit of, like, imagination you gotta add to it. They, uh... (laughs) Those movies aren't good. I would not recommend those unless you're like my girlfriend and I and just enjoy like bullshit movies. <laughs> I think I'll think I'll probably skip it. Uh, what what have you been watching lately? I went to the theater, which I haven't gone to the theater since I saw New Mutants. Maybe. Ooh. It's been a while because there just hasn't been anything worth seeing. But I think we're gonna go back to the theater this weekend and see Ammonite. Um, but there you go. We went and saw Freaky, the new Blumhouse movie. With which now my girlfriend, I don't know how many Blumhouse movies you've seen, but like they have the same like opening production thing with like the chair and the and the ghost. And uh, when that was going on on screen, my girlfriend like audibly went like "woo," and I was like, <laughs> I was like, we watch too many Blumhouse movies. That's that's a moment where if it was a packed theater, you would have gotten like claps or something like that. And then now it's just the it's empty and it's like just the echo of the woo. It was a classic moment where like me and her were having like a great time with the movie and like everybody else was like dead silent, just like watching the movie. Except one guy was like he was like cracking some jokes like at weird times and like they like they they, like like just weren't funny at all. (laughs) It was really weird. Like like all right, like that was kind of strange. But the movie was. It was really great. Like, it kind of, like, hit everything I needed it to hit for me. It was funny. It was a good slasher. The kills were awesome. Like, the writing was good. I enjoyed, like, the, the story. And um, it basically required a really good performance from Vince Vaughn and a really good performance from Catherine Newton. And I think we got both from that. I think they kind of, in a weird way, they made it easy on Catherine Newton. Because, like, basically her and Vince Vaughn, like, swap bodies. So Vince Vaughn had to, like, pretend to be a high school girl. And he was, like, really going for it. While Catherine Newton was, like, a brooding serial killer. Which was funny. And she didn't say a lot. But, like, the lines she did say were hysterical. Like, I was laughing at everything she said. So it was a really fun, it was a really, really fun movie, I think. And really good Alan Ruck. Hell yeah. Always love to see uh, Alan Ruck in there. That's a great movie. Anytime... If you ever find it. 
I I definitely want to see it. Like I think it what comes to I think it comes to PVOD in like a week or two. That's definitely when I'll be watching it. I'm I'm I, I'm excited because it seems like a lot of people just really love Vince Vaughn in this movie, and uh, I I just want to be on that on that train too. I think it's like a best of both worlds because Vince Vaughn makes a lot of like strange movies and mm-hmm. but he also makes like his obvious like comedies that like probably cash all of his checks for him and this was a good mix of like him getting to be like the big brooding serial killer but also get to be like a really funny version of a high school girl and also spoiler alert they sort of set up for a potential franchise within this movie oh there you go Freaky too. Yeah, I, honestly, like I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and I was like, they could just just keep body swapping random people, and there's really no reason why it wouldn't work. I feel like the director also like he did Happy Death Day too. I feel like he he probably wouldn't be opposed to it. Oh, that dude's a legend. I love Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day two is a lot of fun. I love Freaky. Apparently, they take place in the same universe. I'm all in. They're they're making a Happy Death Day three at some point. Like I'm fully in on Christopher Landon. He's the guy. Happy Death Day three and also a freaky sequel in one movie. That's fine. That's how you <laughs> See, like. I think what works really well about not not to turn this into a Happy Death Day conversation, which I could talk about that movie for hours. But like what works so well about that movie and this movie is like the manic energy that like he seems to get from his main people. Like Jessica Roth is out of her mind in Happy Death Day. And if she isn't like really going for it, the movie's not gonna work. Kind of like how Vince Vaughn is just just ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, you I mean you want to see people like all in, like having fun, especially in sort of like horror comedies, especially, you know. Yeah, I enjoy a good horror comedy more. I think more than the next guy. I think that's definitely like uh, I don't really like like the old school horror comedies. I can't think of an example, but like whenever I see, well, maybe actually I do like. Have you ever seen Reanimator? Have you ever heard of that movie? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen that it. movie's kind of funny. But a lot of those like they lack enough to like make me laugh. But this, I don't know, Freaky just had like a. I think it has staying power. Which I think it could be like maybe I think calling it a new like horror movie Halloween classic is probably too much too fast, but it uh it was like noticeably really good. Has has the potential at least to be that. I don't see why it couldn't be. It'll be a it'll be a like a Halloween classic for you at least. You can at least watch it now. I hope so. That'd be uh <laughs> my girlfriend's not a big rewatcher of movies, but I definitely will try to drag her into this once a year. <laughs> I feel like once a year, if you're just rewatching something, it makes it a lot easier than if you're constantly like rewatching stuff, you know? Like, let's. <laughs> I was like, actually, Friday, we're going back to Freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it comes out on PVOD, and you're like, Elizabeth, here we go. It's like, Freaky again. It's like, I know we don't have anything to eat, and we should go get food, but let's drop a quick 20 on a movie we've already seen. It's Freaky time. <laughs> You got a quick question for us this week? Yeah, so a few hours ago, Warner Brothers announced that Wonder Woman 1984, a preview I've seen a half a dozen times, will be headed to HBO Max 
as well as premiering in theaters December 25th. And I think it's going to be headed to HBO Max like right away. So what are your thoughts on, I mean, a movie of this magnitude that's going to make, that would have made at least $100 million for sure. $200 million. Like it was going to make money. What are, what are your thoughts on this movie going straight to, I mean, streaming that I can watch with my $12 a month subscription? Yeah. Well, first of all, I definitely will be watching it on HBO Max now, just because it's the, definitely going to be the safer option going into going into the winter. But also, like, I feel like this is a big reaction to just like how bad um, Tenet did at the box office, and sort of like Warner Brothers just realizing like we have to cut our losses here and just get this out in the world and like make some money from it. Cause we just can't continue to hold on to this thing until, <laughs> until everything's going to go back to normal. Cause we just can't count on that anymore. Yeah. I def. I mean like I could go see it in the theater, but I'm definitely not going to just because it's just like, I, I don't know. I think I've learned that there's not a lot of movies for me that like, I like need to absolutely see on the big screen. And that definitely is mm-hmm. the truth for, um, a DC movie and I think I totally agree on the tenant thing where I think they were just like ah man like we didn't really make money by like forcing this into the world but my other thing with it is like why couldn't they just keep pushing it back like are they that log jammed on their calendar where they can't like see a place to put it it that just doesn't make any sense to me but I I mean I would be really curious to see how many if if there's some way for HBO Max to be like, oh, we saw like X increase in subscriptions after we announced this and we can say like 75% of them are because they want to watch Wonder Woman. I don't know if that's totally true. I've never really understood the whole idea of like streaming services paying millions and millions of dollars for movies knowing that like all of us are just like Stockholm syndrome with our streaming services, no matter what shit is on there, we're just going to keep it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense when, when like the earnings reports or whatever are like based off of like new subscribers, because it's just like, well, I'm like, like Netflix, you always hear about that. And it's like, okay, well like Netflix is just something like that. I've been subscribed to for years Mm -hmm. now. Like not like, like who is left out there to like that is like subscribing and unsubscribing to Netflix just based off of like when the new Stranger Things season comes out or something, you know? I, it, that doesn't make. I mean, there's got to be some people out there, but it's just like I haven't used Hulu in forever, but my Hulu is tied to my Disney Plus that I rarely use and tied to my ESPN Plus I never use, but I got all three, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's going to be the future of all these things is just bundling them. Because yeah, like I wouldn't, I probably would not subscribe to Hulu if if it didn't just come with my Spotify account. And then now I'm just like, you know what? I fucking love Hulu. I'm not getting rid of Hulu. <laughs> I'm excited though to watch Wonder Woman 1984. Better question: Christmas morning, you wake up, you spend about two hours with your family, decide, you know what? This is why I don't live at home. This is why I decided I'm going to be a incredibly poor college grad and live by myself. 
This is true. This is true. And you're like, I'm going to watch a movie because it's us. So, of course, we're going to watch a movie when we got some downtime. Are you firing up Wonder Woman 1984 or are you firing up Soul? Oh, man. Probably Soul. Just because it kind of skews a little more towards, like, my family's interests. I'll probably... I mean, my family, there's two movies that are always getting fired up on, on Christmas and it's in its Christmas vacation and Top Gun. I don't know why Top Gun. It's just always it's always on. Uh, but maybe we'll throw Soul in there a little bit. I feel like I feel like Wonder Woman 1984 will be in the mix, but I don't know who's like there's nobody in my family that's like the Wonder Woman person. Yeah, I, I think in my, I think for me. I don't think either of these movies would be like super like it's not worth waiting for my girlfriend either of these movies because she's not a huge like animated person and she's not like into DC at all. So then it's like, what do my family want to watch? And I bet I could get my mom to watch Soul, but my dad wouldn't want to watch it. And I don't I don't really want to watch Wonder Woman 1984. I'm like, I don't know if I've explained this to you, but I uh, I'm trying to watch all the DC movies. But, like, I literally haven't watched a DC movie since, like, <laughs> like May. <laughs> because I don't want to fucking watch Man of Steel. So I'm just dragging my feet through it. I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to get through them. But there's been no effort put into actually watching any of them. I mean, the, uh, the irony here is that, like, you get through Man of Steel and then you just kind of fall into, like, like I, I'm not, like, a Man of Steel fan, but, like, then you just fall into an absolute pit of despair <laughs> with with Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman. Yeah, I don't really like that. Also, I have one big letterbox the news I wanted to tell you before we dive into our show. Um, oh, yeah. so I had I, I had a list going of all like the Ringer movies I needed to watch, either for the Connect, the rewatchables, or like random movies that they've been like, oh, this might be a future rewatchable, and I'm like, might as well watch it. That they just they just decide to throw in there. Yeah, I, I had them all in there, and then like anything they had to do with it. So like if it's like Rocky Four, I have all the other Rockies, and then I had within there all the Connect movies. So anything, so like Mission Impossible, they talk about like the most recent one. So I have all of them in there that I have to watch still. <laughs> then I had a list of all the movies on this movie poster that I that I had to watch, and then I had then I liked a list that someone made of this book. I'm like going to read about movies from 1999. So I was trying to watch all of those. And finally, last night I spent 10 minutes and deleted every movie from my watch list and then added all of those to my watch list. So now my watch list is just these movies. There's 70. There you go. In total. You have a nice, like tight curated watch list. It's not like the bloated, because like, I think mine's like 250 and I like barely look at my watch list. I never did. Because of that. I never did. And now I'm like, wait a minute. Like, here's actually the movies that all these movies either get me closer to a book or get me closer to my poster being done or get me a podcast. That'll be better too because like then you'll actually have the experience that you're supposed to have with, your wa- with a watch list, which is like, you know, like, I don't know, like tonight after the the pod you you, and you're in the mood for a movie you can just actually like open it up and be like what on my watch list do i want to check off today as opposed to like me who is just like i put a a trillion different things that aren't even streaming on my watch list so then i'll like open up and i'll be like i don't know where that is (laughs) 
that. Fuck that. Then no. I I had like dark places on there. A movie that like <laughs> I I I'll never forget this. I read the book, liked the book, and I started Dark Places, and then I was like, ah, uh, and then I watched Moonstruck instead, which was the better move. I feel like yeah, I feel like you're not wrong going that route though. <laughs> Big day. We... Yeah, I'm, oh, no, I'm ready to dive into our to our garbage crime films. So we had uh, absolute barn burner of a week. We did a, a garbage crime movie swap. I gave you a walk among the tombstones. You gave me Den of Thieves, um, and we'll get into both shortly here. Um, but I just wanted to ask, maybe as like a primer, what do you think of when you think of like a garbage crime movie or what type of movies would you kind of like lump into this genre i think we picked like the best of the best when it comes to garbage crime because like my honest take when i hear garbage crime is i think of like those shitty movies that go straight to the red box that have like some aging person with like a bunch of names you sort of recognize and like it's a movie you've never heard of or or a movie like ava where it's like oh Here's Jessica Chastain just making some weird movie with a bunch of famous people. But then, like, you also get great stuff like this where you get these, like, sort of interesting stories with, like, a lot of guns, a lot of men being men, a lot of, like, brooding guys. I feel like it's always, like, (laughs) men, which I, which actually I saw a preview for a movie called The 355 that I think thinks it's a good movie so it probably won't be a garbage crime movie but that we could talk about that later but um i i think i just need to see a lot of guns a lot of people with like dark past probably like a broken marriage i feel like no one's ever in a good marriage in these movies <laughs> so true that's so true that's just, i feel like that's what i think of and i just know it's a movie that's probably not going to be like very good but like i'm going to enjoy myself while watching it which is really all i need yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like garbage crime is almost like it's almost like too negative of a name in a way because, like, I wouldn't say that necessarily like the two movies that we watched are like complete trash, but they're also like not the height of uh, <laughs> they're not necessarily like the height of filmmaking. I feel though like it, there's there's like like a garbage crime movie. There, it's either trying to be like. The French Connection or like The Heat, but neither of them, it, but it knows it's not that good. And so it's just like, I'm just going to rip it off. <laughs> One of those two movies are like an amalgamation of it. And like, I don't know if you just like crime movies, like these, these are great, just like things to kind of string you along. There's just enough action. There's like just enough kind of compelling stuff in here. I feel like we did choose like two genuinely like really entertaining ones though. Yeah, I, I think... uh I think another thing about a garbage crime movie is like typically they're like pretty easy watches. Like I watched Walk Among mm-hmm. the Tombstones like on my phone because that's just like how I, that's the only that's how I knew I'd have time to watch it this week, and it was like an easy watch. Like I, I definitely also the the sound quality on the iPhone is fantastic. I thought it was like the sound quality <laughs> was like better than my TV. <laughs> I was hearing everything. You got that surround sound. It was awesome. Like, obviously, like, it was small, but, like, it looked good. I was like, this is great. I remember I watched Mudbound on my phone, a movie that got nominated for Best Cinematography, and it looked good. I was like, this is sick. 
some like history of cinema professor somewhere is just crying. You're just like, hey, I enjoy hey, it. Hey, man, I, what, what, what do you prefer, me never seeing the movie or, or me watching it on my phone? Hey, fair enough, man. I'm not knocking you. I've done it before. <laughs> it's never. It's not the best way to do it, but you know what? I kind of want to buy an iPad, but I also don't want to pay for an iPad. So that's a, that's a little that's personal personal problem. But we can dive into these movies. Yeah, you want to do it? You want to just jump in? I'm all in. Uh, what? Which one do you want to go with first? Den of Thieves or A Walk Among the Tombstones? Which Which movie do you think is better? I, I think I think we both think a walk among the tombstones is better right yeah I so would let's start with, with den of yeah. thieves to kind of give a better background on like the garbage the garbage crime of the world okay start with den of thieves yeah. then okay yeah so den of thieves i don't really know how to describe this movie other than to just say that it's basically just trying to be heat like pretty unabashedly it just wants to be heat but instead you've got You've got Gerard Butler in the uh, in in the Al Pacino role, and you have Pablo Schreiber in the uh, Robert De Niro role, basically. Uh, and um, yeah, this movie. There's about an hour in the beginning where this movie is just really trying to build the character, and you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. And then basically, the last hour of the movie is just the heist, and it just really kicks ass. And uh, it's just like a very for the boys movie, and I, I loved it. Can I just give you like a minute to explain to me like how obvious it, that like none of that movie took place in L.A. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I, so I, it was, and I'm I'm horrible. I'm like I am downright like fucking horrible with these things. Like normally I don't notice, but like. Yeah, like they would just cut to like a drone shot of the skyline of downtown LA. And then they just cut to like the exterior of the Federal Reserve. And you're just like, there is not a single building in the city of Los Angeles that looks like that. Like, what the, what the fuck is this? It looks, it looks absolute. I've only, I've only lived here for like a year and a half and it looks absolutely nothing like LA. I, I definitely like didn't, I never noticed shit like that because. I don't live in any of these cities that actually ever get used, but I was like, I don't know if that's LA. And then they were complaining on the rewatchables about how like it just it just wasn't LA in any way. It just looks nothing like it. And this movie too, like it like it's like explaining like different high schools that are like where they're playing football and like it's like referring to like Pico Rivera and the- I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not near any of these things. You're not even close to any of these. That Benny Hanna scene was ridiculous. (laughs) A Benny Hanna from like a Michael Bay movie too. Like, there's just neon lights inside the Benny Hanna. I think the moment I knew that movie was going to be like, well, I think the moment I knew the movie was going to be insane was definitely like the Gerard Butler looking like he had smoked like 10 packs of cigarettes and like was hung over his shit with like a donut rolling <laughs> up to this like crime scene. But Gerard Butler eating a donut like from the dead people in the crime scene. Like they're like, ah, there's not blood on that donut. He's like, ah, ah this is perfect. And 
they like barely give you any background in his family, but like you know, he's just like the shittiest husband and father in the world. <laughs> It, I I like how like you you know like he it's just like you have like a a few scenes where Al Pacino and his wife are getting along and then they like kind of fight and then get along. It's like no in this movie like Gerard Butler just shows up and the wife is already like taking the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also just the scene where they like kidnap O'Shea Jackson Jr. <laughs> and they like put him in like in like it almost looked like one of the rooms where like Frito would be in Vegas <laughs> it, it was insane is that that's his name right in Godfather Fredo Fredo, Fredo, Fredo. yeah I was just like what is this scene like that they're like making fun of his dick and it was just like what is this movie <laughs> yeah they're like they're talking about like like him going to prison and getting raped and stuff like that, and you're like, Jesus like, Christ! Aren't you, aren't you cops? Like, what is yeah. this? I love I love his just like I belong to a clique. You know what that means? <laughs> also, you're for the boys. Um, the scene where like both groups are like gearing up is out <laughs> of control. Yeah, like the testosterone is 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 flowing at like ten thousand percent in that. They have so many weapons. They're they're all just like yeah. They always all have like the biggest weapons. They're all like they're they're you're never like you're never more than three scenes away from a strip club (laughs) in this movie. You know, (laughs) but. Even like like they they like somehow like got women for the interrogation of o- O'Shea Jackson like they like they're like oh we're gonna get into it get out of here ladies <laughs> what what is going Did, on uh, oh what was I gonna say Did you enjoy um, the Bad Boys Two ripoff with Fifty Cent Oh my god, dude! I was like, really? We're just doing it? We're just doing Bad Boys? We're just making fun of Reggie again. There's nothing wrong with little bad boys too. We should just they should have just done bad boys too. Make they should do like a bad boys too garbage crime movie. I don't know how. Honestly, like if you did a garbage crime movie where it's instead of like an Al Pacino type character, it's 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 the two character it's it's the two characters from Bad Boys. It's just a ripoff of them chasing like a uh, uh, Robert De Niro ripoff from Heat. I, w- I would absolutely love to see that movie. That would be awesome. Uh, did like two guys? No, go ahead. No, no, no go I'll ahead. Sorry, move on. Go ahead. Uh, it's just two guys like quipping at each other, and then like <laughs> <laughs> you just have you just have the like other guy who's like a fucking machine. That'd be awesome. <laughs> like wrapping in his huge bags. That'd be funny. <laughs> did you understand the heist like at all? Like with the that was like with the. Uh... Like how like they were like moving and they were like the the dump and I was just like what are we like where where am I? I maybe st- understood about thirty percent of it. I, I understood. Here's here's like what I understood is I understood that like we oh we were faking the one heist to go do the real heist. I got that, and then I understood that like oh we had to get all these like fake credentials and stuff like that. Um. 
to pull this off. But then, like, once they're actually in there, I'm like, wait a minute, what is what is the actual heist here? The Chinese food probably fucking smelled. Oh my god, dude. how did nobody notice that? Worst janitorial crew <laughs> ever in the Federal Reserve. Like, like I get it that we're not like poking around all that much, but like, come on, like it's gotta just reek. <laughs> I, I like how, like, he then gives the, like, probably week-old uh, Chinese food to the two women. And, um, <laughs> and like, basically, like, the one woman is like, oh, God, I got to go grab this guy. This is awful. And, but then the other woman's just like, ah, you're too finicky. You're just too picky. It's like you were eating week-old <laughs> Chinese food. Like, you're not being too picky. Like, like Chinese food, I kind of want Chinese now, but Chinese food goes, like, bad, like, kind of quick. Like what are you what what, yeah. what are you doing? If I put it in my fridge and I don't reheat it in three days, I mean, you may as well just dump it. Like <laughs> he just left it unrefrigerated in the fucking ceiling for a week. You you touched on something earlier, but do you hope that someday down the road you're eating dinner with your crew and some big like hulking man comes up to you and is like, "Wait a minute, didn't you play guard?" Didn't you play guard in high school? Pico, Pico, Chino, Chino Hills? Weren't you a guard? <laughs> I think uh, I think my reaction would be uh, the same as, as the guys in this movie, which is to just, whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm wearing, first of all, I got to take off that and get just down, just down straight to my tank top. And I just got to stand up and be like, hey, man, there's family here. <laughs> with my, we got family. family. I'm at the Benihana. <laughs> what about when he, he walks up and he introduces himself by being like oh yeah I've seen, I see Donnie yeah. at the gym I actually just come to this restaurant for the ass <laughs> and it just looks at all the, all the women Gerard Butler like I didn't really have much of an opinion of him before this movie but like I'd only seen like the ugly truth where that movie's just, that movie's just bad but uh, <laughs> he he's out of his mind in this movie like he, I feel like he like was expecting something else than what was given to him. He's yeah, he's absolutely like there's not a there's not a piece of scenery that doesn't have like teeth marks and cigarette <laughs> burns and like a semen on it for after his performance. Like he he's like he's just insane. Like most scenes that I see him in, I'm just like, what are you fucking doing, man? <laughs> I, I, I'm all for it. I also, I think my, did you enjoy the fact that they 1000% set up a sequel? Oh yeah. Honestly, like I would be, okay, like cut the runtime in the sequel, please. Like I don't need two and a half hours in the sequel, but like, uh, you know what? I'm there for, I'm I'm there for Den of Thieves 2 in in the middle of London. That'll be awesome. And then I loved the, uh, a little Welshly arms needle drop to end the film. I was all set. Did you like uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s uh, British accent? No, but I'm like, he's got some time to. But like, I'm it. fine. Like, I think, I think he's a really good actor, and this is going to be a cool yeah. movie to look back on someday. Oh, Paul Reed just showed up on Jay Bill's his best available, by the way. Also. Uh, oh. I guarantee he's not one of the best available. <laughs> I think it'll be cool to look back on someday. Um, 
when it's like when he possibly goes into more like prestige roles. And uh, they're like, remember when you were in Den of Thieves? And it was like that movie like fucked. And then they're going to be like some think pieces on how good Den of Thieves was because people will have forgotten about 1995 by then. Yeah, exactly. Like, like people are going to go back. This is going to be a movie. It kind of already is a movie that's like going to live on the internet and just being like, this is a completely silly movie, but just like, think about how much this movie just kicks ass and like how it kind of has like, you know, like some fun actors like O'Shea Jackson, who's actually good. Some fun, bad actors like, <laughs> like Gerard Butler. And then just some straight up bad actors like 50 Cent. Yeah. I don't know but, what they were doing with like the casting of 50. Like there's gotta be, there's gotta be someone else out there who fits the bill of what they were looking for. Yeah. Like a part of me wonders, like, did he like line up funding for this thing? And he was like, yeah, but you, you gotta cast me in it too. Probably, but you got to cast, cast me in it and put me specifically in a scene that rips off a bad boys too. It, it, in the end of the day, like it's just such a fun movie. And like, I feel like I could recommend Den of Thieves to like, like anybody, like, like my most like casual movie friends, people who like, didn't fully know like what my gif was this morning when I put in Kevin Costner and draft day. And they're like, oh, I've never seen that. And I feel like even they could, throw on Den of Thieves and, like, get something from it. This is going to be, like, a weird reference, but this would be, like, a perfect, like, high school sleepover movie where it's, like, we're talking over the first half and then, like, we're probably doing other stuff and then, like, stuff starts... It it starts to really, like, kick ass in the second half and you just kind of are checking in and the good parts, you know? Yeah, people are, like, gearing up and you're, like, here we go. Yeah, you're like, this is it, you know? Or when they blow the vault, you're like, all right, we're 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 in it now, man. Do you have any more thoughts on Den of Thieves? I also, I, I my my parting, parting shot here is just that, so they set up the sequel by being like, oh, hey, you, your bar is across the street from like a jewelry store. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going to go from, robbing the federal reserve the federal government's bank and then your follow-up to top it is just like yeah i'm just robbing the jewelry store across the street maybe it's a big (laughs) diamond maybe julia roberts will come over and pretend to be julia roberts and like imagine just being like i robbed the united states of america so now i'm going to go steal some diamonds from k jewelers (laughs) big diamond what is making It'll be a big diamond, though. So that's all good. It's fine. That'll be fun. It'll be be fun. fun. I'm all in. Also, before we move on to A Walk Among the Tombstones, do you want to know who the Bulls took? Oh, no. Who did they take? center from uh, Montenegro. Oh, my lordy. You're joking, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about him, but he was a center, and and he must have played in Montenegro. What are we doing? We need more size. Yeah, you know what? Like, we already had, it, like, our bigs were already the best part of our, our team. But, you know, now, why not just take more bigs? All the best players available are, like, point guards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Bulls, are, the Bulls are bucking convention. Oh, uh, that's horrible. Oh, man. 
I hope everybody here likes basketball. Yeah, right. Should I should I kick us off with some walk among the tombstones? Yes, please, sir. What do you think of this I movie? I had a nice time with it. I think like and I was like thinking about this like in the days after I watched it about how like I feel like a walk among the tombstones is like kind of what I think of when I think of a movie. Just like you got like one main person and they have like something like kind of dark in their past that like affects their day-to-day life and they have to like solve something within the movie and that's the whole movie like it's just like they have to like solve this problem and that's what i think of when i think of like every movie and i just like really found this movie to be really well made i thought the story was really interesting you could tell you could tell it was a book before it was a movie mm-hmm. um uh i liked the relationship between liam neeson and tj i liked the ridiculous shot of the guy throwing himself off the roof <laughs> yes yes um, <laughs> i liked all the overqualified people having like bit roles like dan stevens is a sick actor shout out the guest and Oh. It's like, okay, like I kind of like this for you. And apparently he lost 30 pounds for the role. So it's kind of weird to think about him being like a bigger guy. And then um, David Harbour being creepy as shit. And it really worked. And this movie is, it's a lot of fun. I feel like you always kind of knew how it was going to end. But like, that's okay. Like I enjoyed the process of getting there. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not... It's not like a very unpredictable, predictable movie necessarily, um, and like I th- we've kind of talked about this how like there's not really like one scene that like kind of stands out as the best in this movie, but every scene is just like consistently well done. I like all the characters, especially I think Liam Neeson like is actually pretty damn good in this movie, like as far as like kind of his later career roles go. Um, and yeah, like, it's just the, it's not necessarily like a happy peppy movie, but like, it's like really, it's just really easy to like watch. It doesn't drag hardly at all. Um, and yeah, I kind of, I kind of can't understand why this movie's not a little bit more popular. Truth be told. I had, I had genuinely never heard of it until they mentioned it on the podcast and you told me to watch it. Like I, I had never even heard of this movie and I'm I'm like surprised by that because I mean Liam like 2014 Liam Neeson is kind of like that's when this movie came out right 2014 that's kind of yeah. when I feel like he could do anything and people were like all in and I just like missed it somehow. Yeah, like it, it's kind of crazy because I I that was probably what just off the heels of Taken. I think Taken was like oh and um eight. maybe Taken's. But like you know, he's kind of he kind of like had himself firmly in that lane where he was just kind of doing like sort of movies like Taken, and then uh, this movie came out, and yeah, Taken was oh eight. But like you know, he was kind of like just doing sort of like action movies, like he did the uh, Unknown and uh, 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 other stuff like that. But then um, you know, like this movie came out, and it's actually got some like substance to it and it's just like a really good like mystery like like it 
there is action in this, but it's really just like like you said, it feels like a book because it just feels like you're reading a mystery novel in a way. For sure. I mean, it, yeah. I, I, I think um, I think there's a lot to discuss for the like after this movie, and I just was like really confused about a few things in the movie, like how did the like, <laughs> kill that kid? I don't understand. Like we watch him shoot everyone, and then suddenly there's like some phantom bullet that we didn't get to see of him killing some kid. Oh, oh, like in yeah. in the beginning. Um, I honestly can't remember. Maybe it was, uh, maybe the beginning is just like his drunken memory and we don't see like his actual, I don't know. I don't think they show it. uh, That was confusing. And like, did he just like not have a family at all? Like he was just alone. (laughs) I don't know. He's pretty rotten in the beginning of the movie. I, like it starts off where he's just like he calls he calls his partner a racial slur. He goes into a bar, gets gets two whiskeys and a coffee at the, at a bar, <laughs> and then it just proceeds to kill a bunch. Hey, that's of That's a good start to the day. I hope I get to a point in my life where only way I get through this day is a couple shots and a cup of coffee. I'm already a third of the way there. Give me some. Yeah, give me some Folgers, two shots of Jameson, and then I'm gonna start shooting after that. I'm ready. I'm ready to go <laughs> after that. <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I also like when with movies like this where they, like, Liam Neeson is so like freaking smart. Like, of course he like mm-hmm. not none of the cops thought to follow the creepy cemetery guy, but Liam Neeson thought to follow the creepy cemetery guy. <laughs> Yeah, and you're just like, wait, how did they miss this? Or like, none of the cops draw any connection that like all these people that are getting kidnapped are like related to drug dealers, like uh, the wives of drug dealers. But then Liam Neeson's just like, immediately is like, they've got to be taking drug dealers' wives. I mean, what else could it be? (laughs) And the DEA agents were like, we're fucking idiots. (laughs) Yeah, and then the irony is too is that they're like, Oh, this guy doesn't know a fucking thing. Cut him loose. And you're like, wait, what? He knows it's more like, than you. You don't know anything. <laughs> I yeah, like they're just so sure of themselves, and they just like could not be further off. It's weird to think that Liam Neeson had like a whole career before just playing this character. Yeah, yeah, because he's really become like a patron saint of garbage crime at this moment in time. Wouldn't it be awesome if they made a garbage <laughs> crime movie where Denzel and Liam Neeson were were like buddy cops? Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, Jesus Christ! You know what? They they should be the two leads in uh in uh in the in the Heat uh, Bad Boys oh Two god. mashup. Like like those two <laughs> just bring so much like badass energy. It'd be incredible. Yeah, like they really, especially in these movies where it's just like, if they're getting into a gunfight, it doesn't matter how much they're getting shot, you know they're coming out on the other side of the gunfight. <laughs> they're always coming out. Like, I, I, It's amazing that Denzel is this like, incredible actor, and yet he has like the fucking Equalizer, which is like a good movie, but like it's also the Equalizer. <laughs> like, Denzel 
Denzel, like, easily, easily the, like, most respected garbage crime actor, I feel like, just because that, that regularly does these, because he, this is, like, what he feasts on, but then people, are, like, talk about him like he's, like, the Michael Jordan of acting. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, I agree. It's funny to think about that. Like, Denzel just kind of gets that, like, you need the prestige movies, but you also need, like, the movies that, like, your average guy can toss on and, like, get a lot out of. Yeah, like you need the like TNT movies and you need the like TCM movies type of thing, you know, like I I just love the also didn't Denzel won his Oscar for Training Day? It's just like elevated garbage crime that they were like, do you know what? Denzel is so fucking good. Training Day sucks. I love Training Day. It's so good. That's definitely like a pantheon of of one of these movies. I love garbage crime, but that's true but i i definitely like understand how they're like a similar thing they're definitely like it, it's just a definite like elevated version because really like like david air does like a bunch of crime movies before he uh decides to make like uh suicide squad and then and then Antoine Fuqua, like he's the director of the Equalizer movies, so clearly they all just love doing Antoine it. Antoine Fuqua also made Olympus Has Fallen, which blows. Yeah, yikes. That's not a good one. So <laughs> stick to garbage um, crime, Antoine. I'm in on whatever he does. Like I'm definitely in on his shit, but like I need like I need some better shit. Um you have some scenes written here, and there's like one specific one I wanna mention. I love when Liam Neeson talks to David Harbour on the phone. And I think yeah. like that just is like another peak example of like how smart Liam Neeson is. Like he understands that like those guys are just like in it for the money. Like they're going to kill people anyway. They might as well just like leverage that into like trying to get their like person back safely. And I, I, I just think, uh, I think getting an actor of David Harbour's like, prestige was uh, a real steal for this movie it's a it's and it's really key because like he is kind of like the thing like you need to both like you need to like sort of hate him in that like perfect way but still think he's like capable of pulling these things off and like kind of the way he's sort of like laughing his way through these scenes is really perfect i think that's what makes that scene where the scenes where Neeson is like talking to him on the phone so good is, is cause he's kind of like his whole shtick is to do this like jokey laughy thing, but then he's saying really horrible stuff and it like unnerves the other people But then Liam Neeson's just like no bullshit. And he's just like, no, I'm, I'm like where I'm seeing the girl, you know, like there's not, none of this fucking like stupid shit. Like I'm in control yeah. here. I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that part of it. like you definitely needed to like think the the crim like the 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 villains had a chance. Yeah, exactly. I I like I like also the scene where they're doing like the money exchange before you know like guns start going off where where David Harbour is just like why aren't you fucking scared? <laughs> Thought that was so good. <laughs> and they cut off that poor girl's fingers. Yeah, I felt. So- I felt so bad for that girl. That was another scene that I liked is when they realized that she was the next one that they were going to gonna like steal. It's like, you know, when he's kind of like casing that house and he's like, ah, I don't know if there's anybody we can really like kidnap here. And then like 
they basically it, they basically just like steal a page out of like Martin Scorsese's book, which is like the girl just kind of like walks on screen and they go to slow mo and just like blast Donovan for a few minutes. It's so good. Yeah, I was not expecting a nice slow mo shot in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. It really like that. Maybe is the one thing that stands out the most <laughs> in the movie. That is, is that a, shot. Oh, I forgot about that. That's a really. Good shot, and like her mom is just like chilling, sick in the house. Yeah, yeah, definitely like not a good situation for that girl. No. Also, can I just say like her naming her dog Balalaika? Not a good name for a dog. Way too long. Balalaika, come here. It's a horrible name. It's a terrible it's name. Far for a too dog. far too long of a name. <laughs> You just like it's too many syllables. It's a dog. Just get over here, dog. I call my cat cat sometimes. Hey, hey, kitty cat, get here, get over here. Uh, you feeling good? Think thinking we could put this to rest? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Den of Thieves somehow has like more like things to talk about. Where Walking with the Tombstone is just like this like quality movie that you watch, you enjoy. Maybe you don't like think about it all the time, but like it's like if someone were to like mention it to me, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's a solid movie. I'd recommend that." Yeah, like I think I think probably a walk among the tombstones would be the one I'd like rec one that I would like recommend to people that where I'm just like this is actually like genuinely a good movie, and like uh, Den of Thieves would be the one where it's like if I want to talk to like a buddy at a bar about a movie for a bit, that's probably the one I'm more likely to watch or talk about. You know, and I think just like you mentioned, oh, Cassius Winston just got drafted. Oh, anyway, you mentioned briefly, um, like runtime and like that Den of Thieves runtime is disgusting, and uh, yeah, it, two hours and twenty minutes is just way too fucking long for that no, movie. I mean. If you want to like look at it's like it's dad heat heat is also too long but heat at least has like more going on. Heat like also the scenes that could be cut are also like still really interesting anyway, you know? Like so so then you like don't hate it for it like Den of Thieves when you're like why is there so much here on like uh Gerard Butler's marriage? Like why why am I watching him like go to like his wife's boyfriend's house and like getting the the marriage papers signed <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, i forgot about that scene that scene was nuts he <laughs> <laughs> he walks in and immediately somebody's like you smell like, like alcohol no shit that's all the man drinks he probably hasn't had a glass of water in <laughs> yeah. two weeks it's like do you see this guy's skin like Gerard Butler looks like he's made out of leather oh god i think i think we have i think we have put it to rest (laughs) we put it to rest we put it to bed um uh, a quick programming note for next week we are pushing the oscars an extra week because of the thanksgiving holiday here uh but worry not we will be uh airing a a special thanksgiving special um it'll be a movie club for Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, this is a movie we both love, and it'll be a lot of fun to talk about. Do you think 
Precious is also a garbage crime movie in its own way, where there's a lot of crimes and it's garbage. Precious is certainly garbage. That's true. I, uh, <laughs> Precious is a... It's, it's garbage crime because Precious commits the crime of stealing fried chicken. Yes, yes, Hurley. That is the worst <laughs> crime in that film. Thank you for pointing that out. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it might not be the worst crime, but it's the one that that I rolled my eyes at the most. The worst crime is I, I, I will never not mention this is throwing the fucking TV at a baby. Not. Yes, we'll go with that. You know what? We'll just leave it there and say that's the worst crime in that film. And we're looking forward to everyone coming back next week for the fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes, we will be talking fantastic, Mr. Fox. And meantime, I will just be Googling highlight reels for uh, Marco Simonovich. You enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a barn Hi, burn.